It's been a long time since Rogue Legacy came out. Technically, it was only 2013, but a lot has changed since then. The Rogue genre, including lights and likes, have not only become more popular, but they've also become more critically acclaimed and more commonplace. In recent years, we've seen games like Dead Cells Hades chart new territory in the genre, but the genre has also expanded to deck builders like Slay the Spire and even to big budget games like Deathloop. I was largely unaware of the whole genre up until about the last five years or so, where I developed a very strong love for the genre when it's done right. I wasn't oblivious to the influence and the reinvigoration that Rogue Legacy gave the genre back in 2013. With Rogue Legacy 2, Cellar Door Games doesn't seem happy with just sitting on their laurels of making a good rogue one time. Instead, Rogue Legacy 2 wants to reclaim its spot in the conversation of best rogues around, and the argument can be made. This week on the Video Games Podcast. Rogue Legacy 2 feels like a follow-up album by a band that had a hit single on their first record. And instead of alienating fans with a completely different sound, they've embraced their sound by making it bigger, tighter, and more refined. And that's not saying that Rogue Legacy 2 is shorter, because it should take you around 25 to 30 hours to see credits, and around 60 hours if you want to see everything. The early hours of the game can be extremely tough and challenging because you aren't familiar with any of the systems, you don't have anything leveled up on your manor yet, and you haven't figured out enemy patterns. Yet, despite this, the adventure is still plenty of fun because there is always something to learn, upgrade, or discover. The core gameplay loop feels pretty honed to maximize fun. The environments are procedural, although there is a perk to lock them later on, but mostly the fresh feeling comes from constantly being introduced to new classes and new traits. Rogue Legacy had 9 classes and Rogue Legacy 2 ups the ante to 15 in total, all of whom have different skills and talents which make each one of them feel unique. When you add up the skills, the talents, and then you throw in the traits, you can get some wild combinations which can feel overpowered at times, and other times you are stuck with a hodgepodge of talents. One character, for example, had gigantism, meaning that he was two to three times bigger than your standard character, which felt like it would be ideal, but it actually became much harder to dodge projectiles, and even worse, there were chests that I couldn't get into because I couldn't fit where they were, and secret areas that were discovered also couldn't be squeezed into. Sometimes, though, the RNG gods look down on you, and depending on your class and what relics you discover, all of a sudden, your build becomes broken. One of the first broken builds was when my barbarian discovered the ability to fly, and you combine that relic with the class ability to axe spin while in the air, and my barbarian was freely able to move around the screen, constantly spinning his axe like a food processor. Cellar Door Games understood that there was many elements in place that didn't need to be replaced whole cloth, but rather refined or expanded upon for better or for worse. Traits are back, but they've been refined to offer a risk-reward scenario. Rather than easily deciding to avoid a trait, the decision becomes much tougher because of the incentives they can offer. One of the early incentives I found was finding 150% more gold, but at the cost of not being able to do damage with my main attack, instead, you carry around a peaceful protest sign that just bumped people around. 
With the amount of pixel-based rogues, it made sense for Celador Games to embrace a new art style that feels much more modern. Rogue Legacy 2 uses a 2.5D animation style that helps make each biome feel fully fleshed out with interesting animations and great hand-drawn backgrounds, yet it still manages to capture the essence of the first game. The new looks wouldn't mean anything if Rogue Legacy 2 didn't control well, but it does which is required to have the precision to open many fairy chests that contain runes, the control to make it from one platform to the next, and the focus to dodge when everything on screen is coming towards you. Not everything that remained in the game is perfect and there are still some frustrating moments. Some rooms also feel cheap and force you to lose or take plenty of damage when there is next to nothing that you could do. Having a hard game is one thing, which it is but sometimes it can also feel unfair at some points. Some elements that remain include just touching enemies hurting you, and the unfairness of some enemies being able to shoot through walls, which can cause major problems in some rooms where it can feel less like a rogue and more like a bullet hell. In addition to refining the rest of the game, Rogue Legacy also takes a step in the Metroidvania direction with heirlooms, and heirlooms are permanent unlocks that can grant your character special skills, including the ability to speak to spirits, which can reveal crucial information, extra jumps, and double dashes. You can also find heirlooms by completing mini dungeons, which are a nice and fun change of pace. One of the biggest changes from the first game is the introduction of relics, which are run-based items that can greatly increase some of your stats. Finding relics during each run is similar to finding boons in Hades, except in Rogue Legacy 2, it requires much more thought because it's almost always a risk-reward scenario. Relics must be carefully equipped, or what was a very good run can go out the window in seconds if you take too much resolve away. The story is fairly vague as you're an heir who seems to be in the middle of some type of revolution as you're slowly uncovering bits of story by finding journals scattered across the different biomes. It's not quite on the same storytelling level as Hades, but it's more story than 90% of the other rogues out there. The story also has a very cheeky sense of humor that can be found everywhere from character traits to vendors and this is a great addition. Rogue Legacy 2 also features plenty of accessibility options with a great list of features including difficulty, the ability to turn off bump damage, and even turn on flight if you're having trouble with some tough platforming sections. Whatever your skill, you can fine tune these options to make the game fun for you. Oddly enough, one of the greatest assets of Rogue Legacy 2 is also its biggest liability. 15 character classes that feel unique and balanced is amazing, especially when you consider that the original had 9. However, at the start of each run, you get to choose from three heirs at random, and this can sometimes lead to the occasional run feeling like a slight waste of time. I mean, you can always get gold. Sometimes you can get three classes that you don't like, and then even worse, sometimes those three classes can have bad traits. It's a very small and very infrequent problem, and it can be remedied much later in the game. It also feels like there isn't enough health pickups in the game or enough classes that offer healing abilities. Rogue Legacy 2 is fairly simple. Explore, find treasure, make progress, and die. Pick a new heir, upgrade your manor, upgrade your vendors, and then pay Charon all your remaining gold to return to the castle. That's it, nothing revolutionary, but every single aspect is fun and rewarding, and there's always something driving you next. It captures that special quality of wanting to do just one more attempt. You always feel like you're moving forward thanks to the quest log by updating in the background when you find or complete goals. 
Similar to a band's second album, Rogue Legacy 2 includes more of what the fans wanted. More traits, more spells, classes, biomes, monsters, equipment, rooms, secrets, story, and just about everything else that you could ask for out of a sequel. There is always the discussion about game sequels and if more of the same is enough. Usually the answer for most people is yes, but in the case of Rogue Legacy 2, but almost every single aspect was approved upon in some way with very little filler. We score Rogue Legacy a 9 out of 10. Rogue Legacy 2 goes above and beyond what you can expect from a sequel. Here are the top 5 biggest additions to Rogue Legacy 2. This is the most obvious change, and gone are the pixels and in is the 2.5D heavy shaded animations with hand drawn backdrops that make the world feel alive. Most roguelikes have one character. Rogue Legacy had 9, Rogue Legacy 2 has 15 different classes, and somehow they all feel very different. Rogue Legacy 2 takes a step in the Metroidvania direction with the introduction of heirlooms, which can be found by completing micro dungeons. One of the biggest changes from the first game is the introduction of relics, which are run-based items that can greatly increase some of your stats. Traits are back, but they have been refined to offer a greater risk-reward scenario. Here are the top 5 best classes in Rogue Legacy 2. Not only does finding health in the world heal you, but it also replenishes your talent, which is the ability to cook some stew and heal yourself, and this alone puts the chef in the top 5 due to the rarity of healing items in the world, but the attack also does burn damage and hits projectiles back at enemies. The ranger can feel overpowered at times when you are dealing with enemies that can't leave the ground because then you can safely and at range send as many arrows as you need. The only downside is that it does take some time to pull back the arrow, which can get hectic when everything is coming your way. You may have to get in close to make a black hole, but after that it creates a barrier between you and the enemy that only projectiles can get through. The ability to turn into common form is not only good for evading, but it's great for challenging platform areas. With a pistol that can do ranged attacks that can shoot through soft walls, and a bottom third of the magazine doing critical, this character stacks up nicely. The Barbarian is very tanky with high health and higher damage, and ground hits are critical that also replenish your mana. Here are the worst 5 classes in Rogue Legacy 2. With a weak talent and a weak weapon that gets you into more trouble than it does good, the Dragon Lancer is near the bottom. Even though you are fully immune while rolling, the level design does not seem to fit this ability to make enough use of it, and as for your fencing sword, the range feels laughable. The Valkyrie can attack up and down and left and right, which is great, but the deflect is less than ideal if you're constantly dodging fireballs and arrows to take the time to counter an attack, and add this to just an average health and you'll be near the bottom. The Rapid Punches stack up your KO special ability, but most of the time that just feels underwhelming to use. Sure, you can also juggle enemies with an uppercut attack, but with the slow cooldown of the special plus the lackluster everything else, the Boxer should stay down for the count. Three strikes with their short blades can inflict a lot of damage quickly, with the third strike being a critical, but the range is laughable and it doesn't proc any status effect. Despairing into the shadows is great, but the cooldown requires you to do damage to activate it again, and worst of all, you can't attack while cloaked. That's it for this week's episode of the Video Games Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, consider subscribing if you haven't already. And as always, please remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, but more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. <laughs>